Welcome back to Time for Nach, with Sefer Shmuel Aleph, with the 16th Barak. If you remember, Shaul has been rejected as king. He made two major mistakes, uh, the last of which being Amalek, and not killing Agag, not killing the animals, and uh, he was not to be king anymore. Now, apparently, his successor would remain a secret, at least for a little bit. That successor is, of course, going to be David HaMelech, but he's going to be appointed very quietly. The parak starts with Hashem ordering Shmuel to choose a new leader, choose a new king, uh, and sends him to Yishai in Beis Lechem. Um, the Psukim talk about, um, at the beginning of the parak, the Loshan of the Pasuk is, um, you have to take an Eglas Bakar, Lizbach Hashem Basi, and say that you've come to offer a sacrifice. But before that, in Pasukalaf, Malei Karnach Hashemen. Fill your horn with oil. That Radak says that clearly this is a message to anoint. Hashem is saying, anoint a king. Okay, so he goes and offers up a sacrifice. He goes to Yishai, he invites them to the feast. And he's deciding which one is going to be the new king. Uh, now, obviously, deciding, he sees them and he's impressed with them. But Hashem says, no, this is not the king. The first son has too much gaiva and etc., etc., etc. Until they're all, he's gone through all seven of them. Finally, David HaMelech, or it's not HaMelech yet, David, who is the youngest son, he's also a shepherd, um, he's brought, and Hashem says to Shmuel, you make him a king. Now the brothers, there was a lot of background over here with the brothers and David. The brothers had rejected David, it didn't look like them. People thought he came from another mother, um, and uh, they didn't expect that he would be chosen to be king, uh, but nevertheless he was. Uh, David at that point receives Rach HaKodesh, means divine intuition, um, and he effectively developed the ability to compose songs, Mizmorim, and extra Gvura, as the Radak says, and Posit Yud Gimel. This was kept completely secret because Shalomelech clearly didn't know. Uh, the reason it was probably kept secret is because it would be considered rebelling against the king, treason. Uh, and at that point, Hashem puts a ruach ra'ah in Sha'ol, who takes a harp um, upon advice of the servants. And uh, maybe the harp, the music will improve his mood. Music is very powerful. Uh, the person chosen to play the harp is David. <laughs> Interesting. And he is uh, there playing the harp to Sha'ol to cheer him up. Now, one point I would like to reference over here, of Desla makes about Sheker and Emes. See, when Shmuel had told Shaul he's not going to be king anymore, he said, I'm going to give the kingship Lerecha Tov I'm going to give it to someone better. Later on, many prokim later, in Shaul's final demise, when he has communication with Shaul, with Shmuel, excuse me, when Shaul has communication with Shmuel, after Shmuel has already died, that's going to be a different episode at the end of the Sefer, um, the Gemara expands on a conversation and Shaul asked Shmuel, you know, why didn't you tell me it was going to be David? You lied to me. And Shmuel says back, yeah, you're right, because I was in the world of falsehood. So I said falsehood. What's interesting is that Shmuel, technically speaking, didn't lie. He just didn't reveal the identity. You see that certainly, at least for people on a high level, covering up partial truth is also considered a lie. You know, there were people, great Rabbonim, who refused to have things like silver-plated candlesticks because the implication of the candlesticks, so to speak, the impression they gave was these are silver, but they were only silver-plated. You see that in Midas, and especially with things like MS and Shakar, 
it's not always black or white. It can have various levels of integrity and honesty and adherence to these middas, as you see from the episode of appointing David and rejecting Shaul as king. 